give honor to the Lord today and pray for Pastor Larry as he healing from a really severe head cold. Just ask the Lord's blessing on his life and family. He called me on Friday and asked me to preach for him on Sunday today, and I'm happy to do so. The Bible says we are to be ready in season and out of season to give a written and verbal account of the hope that lies within us. So I'm eager to share with you today what God has put on my heart, and I pray it will be a blessing to your life. I'm reading two books besides the Bible right now. I'm up to Isaiah reading through the scriptures again. And I want to encourage you to read the scriptures through from cover to cover. If you've never read the Bible through, read it. It'll bless your life and it'll help you and strengthen you for your spiritual walk. The other two books are one by um, O.S. Hawkins. He's written a book about the promises of God in the Bible. And the other is by Spurgeon, Charles Haddon Spurgeon on the Psalms. I'm reading through the book of Psalms again and studying uh, Spurgeon's commentary on the Psalms. And it's a blessing to my life. So I want to encourage you to be avid readers of God's word and study to show yourself approved unto God as a workman that does not need to be ashamed, handling accurately the word of truth. That's 2 Timothy 2.15, if you don't know that verse. Today, I want to share several scripture passages about God's abiding presence and the promise that he made to every believer that he will be with us throughout our life. So let's turn to Matthew 28, and we'll read those last verses, 16 through 20. Matthew 28 says, But the eleven disciples proceeded to Galilee, to the mountain which Jesus had designated. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some were doubtful. Jesus came up and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And lo, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The promise of God's abiding presence. Now we know as believers, when we get saved, that we are sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. You have been stamped with God's Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God's earnest down payment on your soul that you belong to Him. It is your guarantee of salvation that you belong to Jesus and you are his forever. And he will be with you no matter what. There are oh, almost 9,000 promises in the Bible for every believer. And this is one that I cherish most. He said, I am with you always. No matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, how you've acted, if you have trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I want to tell you this morning, He is with you. Now, let's look at several examples from Scripture where God was with the people recorded in the Bible. The first one I chose is Moses. Moses, you remember, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 12, was at the burning bush. Moses had been called by God as the great emancipator to go down to Egypt and rescue his people to bring them out of bondage into the land of promise. Moses, of course, was afraid. He had killed an Egyptian. He had run to the backside of the Arabian desert to hide. But God called Moses to go back to Egypt and deliver his people. When God calls you to do a task that's overwhelming, remember this one truth, God is with you. 
He will lead you. He will guide you. He will strengthen you. He will help you. He will show you his will and plan for your life. Moses, at the burning bush, heard God say, Moses, I'm with you. If you heard God whisper in your ear, I'm with you. He's with you. Now listen to the last words of Moses after he had brought the people out, wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, and he couldn't go into the promised land, but he stood on the mountain and gazed into the holy land. And in Deuteronomy 31.8, turn there in your Bible. Deuteronomy 31.8, I want to read that. In Deuteronomy 31 8. I'll find it in just a moment. Listen to what God says. Moses said to the children of Israel. The Lord is the one who goes ahead of you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. Do not fear or be dismayed. Church, we have a promise from God that he is with us. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't be overwhelmed. When you get a diagnosis from the doctor that you have cancer, be not dismayed. God is with you. When your job fails, God is with you. When your spouse forsakes you, God is with you. When life treats you unfairly, God is with you. Say it with me. God is with me. Amen. I think about Gideon. Gideon in Judges chapter 6. The scripture says that Gideon was uh, down in the place where they were thrashing out grain, hiding because of the army. If the angel of the Lord came to Gideon, 
And he called him what? Do you remember? Mighty warrior. He said, you're a mighty warrior. And Gideon said, oh no. I'm having to hide from this Midianite army because they're coming to take our food away. And the angel said to Gideon, the Lord is with you. If I could drive home that wonderful truth this morning, I would say to every one of us here at present, God is with you. When you leave today, God is with you. When you go to work tomorrow, God is with you. When you go to the school, God is with you. When you have big decisions to make, God is with you. He promised he would never leave you nor forsake you. Jehoshaphat. Remember King Jehoshaphat? In 2 Chronicles 20, verse 17. Let me turn there. Second Chronicles twenty seventeen. You need not fight this battle. Station yourself, stand in awe, and see the salvation of the Lord your God on your behalf. O Judah and Jerusalem, be not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out to face them. But the Lord is with you. We heard that word before. Do not be dismayed. Do not be in a panic. Do not say, oh no. Why? Because the Lord is with you. When you face an unbelievable obstacle or a Opposition, remember the Lord is with you. David, I think about King David. David had all kinds of opposition. Saul was throwing the spear at him, trying to kill him. His own son later on, Absalom, formed an army against him and divided the kingdom and tried to kill him. But David, in Psalm 23, said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, 
I will fear no evil. Why? For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. The Lord is with you. God drove that truth home to me one time. I was in Illinois at the intersection of Highway 41, a four-lane highway, and Route 173, which is the state line between separating Illinois and Wisconsin, I was at a light. My light turned green, and I was starting to move out. I looked to my left, and there was an 18-wheeler flying down 41. If I had pulled out, I would have been killed. But just because of the way the sun was setting, the shadow of that 18-wheeler passed right over my car. And you know what? It didn't hurt me at all. The shadow does not hurt. The Lord is with you wherever you go. Isaiah said in Isaiah 43, 2, when you pass through the waters, God said, I am with you. God is with you when you pass through the waters. When you are facing all kinds of issues in your own personal life. It seems like you're overwhelmed. Have you ever been in a flood? I thought about those people in Kentucky when the flood just washed their houses down the ravine. I thought about those in California when the mudslides pushed their houses out into the road and down the bank. You will not be overwhelmed. Why? Because the Lord is with you wherever you go. When you pass through the waters, Isaiah, Remember, the Lord is with you. The prophet Jeremiah. In Jeremiah chapter 42, verse 11, let's turn there.
Jeremiah 42. Verse 11. Do not be afraid of the king of Babylon, whom you are now fearing. Do not be afraid of him, declares the Lord. For I am with you to save you and deliver you of his hand. Jeremiah, don't be dismayed. Don't be afraid. For I, the Lord, am with you. With you to struggle. The one promise you can claim for your life is God is with me. If you know Jesus as your Savior and you trust in him as your Lord, he is with you. He will not abandon nor forsake you. He is with you. Now, later on, after the children of Israel were exiled for 70 years, they were restored back onto the land. And the minor prophet Haggai said these words. After they returned, Haggai 1, 13, turn there with me. Haggai is one of the minor prophets. Haggai was 13. Then Haggai, the messenger of the Lord, spoke by the commission of the Lord to the people, saying, I am with you, declares the Lord. They were going to be returned and restored to the land. And Haggai said, the Lord is with you. Isn't God good? He restores, he forgives, he heals, he reconciles, and he saves to the uttermost all who will call upon him. God is good because he is with us. He will abide with us forever. He will not abandon us nor forsake us. He is with us. King Josiah in the Old Testament. Josiah was a young kid, young king. And in Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 17, let's turn there. That's right beside Haggai. Zephaniah chapter 3. 
verse 17. The Lord your God is in your midst, a victorious warrior. He will exalt you over you with joy. He will be quiet in his love, and he rejoices over you with shouts of joy. The Lord is with you in your midst. Church today, the Lord is with us in our midst. Have you sensed the very presence of the Lord here today? God is with us. And there ought to be shouts of joy, celebration and praises to the living God because he is with us in our midst. We learned in Sunday school this morning that we are to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. That's what the Father wants to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, Let's turn about one of my favorite passages of Scripture. John chapter 14 and verse 16. John 14, 16. Jesus is speaking, he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may be with you forever. That word, another, is a key Greek word which means one just like me. Jesus said, I'll pray the Father and he will send you the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is just like me. He will be with you forever. Praise the Lord. We have Holy Spirit presence, power, peace, joy, victory, and assurance. He's with us forever. Do you know that verse? I'll pray the Father and he will give you another comforter, another helper, just like me, and he will be with you forever. Now, I'm going to give you a verse that's easy to find. Turn to the last verse in the Bible, Revelation, Revelation 22, 21. The last verse in the Bible. You got it? 
Revelation 22-21. I'm getting there. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Amen. Final word. I'm with you. I've not forgotten about you. When you struggle, when you hurt, when you cry, when you grieve, when your heart is broken, remember, Jesus said, I am with you. Oh, the wonder and blessing of knowing that he is with us. He will fight our battles. He will guard us from all harm and danger. He will help us when we can't even help ourselves. He will strengthen us by his power. He will teach us one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to call to our remembrance those things that Jesus taught. I remember verses of scripture that I learned when I was a young boy. And when I'm witnessing to somebody, God's Holy Spirit will call to my remembrance those verses at the appropriate time. I want you to know also I love the hymns. C.D. Martin wrote this hymn. God will take care of you. He said, be not dismayed, whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide, God will take care of you. The days of toil and hardest fail, God will take care of you. When dangers fierce your path assail, God will take care of you. Then the chorus says, God will take care of you through every day or all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. All you may need, he will provide. God will take care of you. Nothing you ask will be denied. God will take care of you. No matter what may be the test, God will take care of you. Lean, weary one, upon his rest. God will take care of you. I want to say to you this morning that God is a merciful, faithful, loving, compassionate Heavenly Father, and he will be with you, and he will take care of you. 
if you'll trust him, love him, obey him, and walk with him by faith. In Luke chapter 15, is Jesus recorded this parable of the prodigal son. You remember the story. He had two sons, an older son and a younger son. And the man was rich. And the younger son said, Daddy, Give me the portion of my inheritance that belongs to me. Give it to me now. I jokingly said his name was Jimmy. His motto was, give me, give me, give me. My name's Jimmy and I'll take all you give me. He got his inheritance and he went to a far country where he wasted his riotous living. In the pig pen, the Bible says he came to himself. Now, would you stop right there and think a moment? God was with him when he was having a party. And God was with him in the middle of that pig pen. Have you ever been in a pig pen? The stench is unbearable. And the Bible says that he fain would have filled his belly with the pods that the pigs were eating and no one gave to him anything. And he came to himself. God spoke to him and he said, I'll get up. I'll go back home and I'll say to my father, Father, I have sinned and I'm not worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired slaves. But we get a picture of our heavenly father when the boy was coming back. The father was looking for him, and a long way off he saw this image coming. And when he saw him, he said, that's my boy. And he ran, and when he got to him, the Bible says that he fell on his neck, and the Greek word says he kissed him, but he didn't just kiss him. He kept on kissing him and kept on kissing him and kept on kissing him and it was, a, it was an ongoing action. And the boy said, Father, I'm saying that I'm not willing to be called your son, but the father made a banquet and gave that boy a welcome home celebration. Bring the robe and put it on him and put a ring on his finger and shoes on his feet. And by the way, give him a bath. And when the older brother heard about the music and all the celebration, he was angry 
I refuse to go in. So the father went out to the older son and said, Son, all that I have is yours. I'm with you always. You're with me always. We've got to have a celebration. For this brother of yours was dead. And now he's alive. He was lost. And now he's been found. Let's have a party. The Bible says that the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner that repents and comes to faith. Is there anyone here who needs to have a salvation experience of trusting Jesus as Lord and Savior? I want to remind you he will be with you wherever you go. Let's bow our heads and our hearts for prayer. Father, we thank you this morning for your blessings. We bow before you, the Lord of glory, and give you praise for who you are and what you have done. And for this wonderful promise that you will be with us wherever we go, whatever we do, and however we conduct our lives. You have not forsaken nor abandoned us. Thank you that you challenge us to live holy, godly, Christ-centered lives. So I pray that the Holy Spirit will have his way in our hearts and lives in this invitation. I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.